0: Reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. kind of just had a fire in my stomach just had a fire in my belly about what's going on you know whenever you wake up like that the best thing to do is start talking start getting it off your chest start letting it be heard no the country is not in good shape right now we're, and that's my opinion that we're being fed a lot of disinformation and people are soaking it up Uh, I think people are distracted with Elon Musk. They're enamored by him. In a way, they were distracted and enamored with Trump. The difference was Trump was running for president. Elon Musk is just a businessman. He's an owner of some companies. Some do really well. Some you don't hear much about. But you know he's the leader of that company. He's the the top guy, the CEO. Um, You have to look at this as a whole. You know, we had an election... And I think my big point today, my big premise today, we're not recovering from COVID fast enough, and I want to make it clear. How do I make this clear to you? I don't believe we're in a recovery right now. I believe we are still discovering how much damage COVID actually did to the economy. And the massive amount of jobs that were lost and continue uh, to be lost to this day, right now, companies are still letting people go, still letting people go in the droves. Might I add, you got the warehouse, Amazon warehouse up in Joliet, north of me, about 30, 40 minutes. They're on strike. No, folks, it's not good. No, you're being told a bunch of stuff on the mainstream TV and the mainstream news. And you're being, you're doing your best with it. You're going to work. You're taking care of your priorities. You sit down, you want to be educated on the news. What happens? They tell you a bunch of stuff that doesn't apply to the common man or woman. But they want to feed it to you like it does. They want to hear what's coming out of their mouths come out of your mouth. And I'm not like that. I like different points of view I like people to say president I think you're wrong on that Here's why you're wrong Don't just just tell me I'm wrong Tell me why you think Let's have an open conversation about it See that's what's missing is the dialogue Republicans get up there We're not working with them Democrats get up there Republicans they're crazy we're not working with them So we already started off By not wanting to work with each other Wow democracy You really get it going don't you you really get us fired up. Folks, democracy isn't dead. It's dormant. And it's laying underneath what we all know to be true. What we all know is very evident. It's laying under a terrible administration. And I even call it a regime because they run it like a regime. Here's uh, President Biden in uh, his little White House goons. And they get up there and say, this is what they say. He's been to the border, okay? We don't have any record he's been to the border. Now they're calling him out, and all the newspapers are starting, to, starting to circulate. They're just making shit up, folks. They're making shit up as they go. This is that's wrong. I'm going to tell you right now that's wrong. Don't get up there and tell me you did something that you didn't do. I'm not going to let my friend tell me that. I'm going to say I'm going to push back on it and say no, you didn't do that. No, I don't remember you telling me that. I know you want to believe that happened, but that's the Mandela effect, folks. We have a president who's suffering from the Mandela effect. That's what's happening. Been around, he's he's been in there so long in politics. He's lost touch. He's out of he's out of sorts. And people say, oh, you're just ripping on him. You don't like the guy. Okay, well, let me tell you this. When Obama ran the second time, not the first time, when Obama ran the second time, The vice president was Biden. I voted for both of them. Do I regret it? No. They were the best choice at the time. Whether you like to hear that or not, in my view, they were the best choice at the time. If it would have been Obama versus Trump, things could have been different. I don't know. We'll see how the campaign played out. But the one thing that Obama did that I liked was he was very organized and he preached about security. preached about being organized and coming together. Everything else is up for debate. Everything else was up for debate. I mean everything. But those things right there, that made me lean to his side a little bit more than his competitor Mitt Romney. Who didn't tell me anything that I didn't already know. Didn't give me anything to run on that I felt like, oh, this would be something great to tell my friends and support this guy. Everybody just wanted to support him because he was the opponent to the Democrat. And I get it. I get it. I really do. I really, really do. Especially where I'm from. I get it. Let me tell you what's happened. Okay, Obama, in the first term, cut him some slack. Lost the power in the second term, so he couldn't get as much done as he wanted. I guess that's kind of a good thing in hindsight. And he's not, his name is not on anything that's going to have a ton of um, lore. There's not a lot of lore around his presidency. It's going to be a forgotten presidency, in my opinion. It's going to be eight years that that get glossed over very easily in a history book. Because there's nothing standing out. There's no great achievements. And I think that's what you could title his autobiography. The President of No Great Achievements. And that's what he was. That's what he remains to this day. You know, you had Trump in there. He did a good job for us. You know, four years and then. The first two years were probably the two most exciting, most compelling years of any presidency. And it was very professional and it was handled very well. Then we got in that third year COVID happened. Then came out to that fourth year, everybody's mad at him. And then the election came and people made their voice heard. Was it his fault? No. Could he have done more? Yep. Was he on top of the situation like he should have been? I believe he was. What else do you want him to do? But is there more to do? Always more to do. Always can be better. Never accept that you've done a good job. Always understand that the job is done and you can do a better job. That's the way to look at it, folks. Now, we have to focus on the current events. Because the past is the past. The past is the past. So you have the Republicans taking over the House. Now they look like they want Kevin McCarthy out of California, Republican, to be the speaker of the house and my biggest concern with him is that he's not he's not strong enough on the issues that matter and the issues that matter to me and I can name them off to you are education immigration and private property those are three big issues right now to me that aren't being respected I don't I don't feel like those issues are being respected so I would say those are my top three issues education is down in this country immigration is a huge problem it's affecting every state even if you don't live on the border even if you don't think so it is and then I would go out on a limit say private property people are destroying property every time you see people are getting away with all types of uh heinous crimes and heinous acts that I'm I am Dumbfounded at how some of these people get off the hook. I'm really at a loss for words. When the wheels of justice roll, they roll slow, but they're supposed to work. And we have a system right now that is not working for the people, it's not working for the modern family. Take a drink here. So we've come to this situation now we're worried about the Safety Act the safety act they're making some changes to it there's there's some things that need to be fixed okay don't worry don't worry we got people right now thinking that come January 1st here in Illinois you can just start a fight and not go to jail there's a big disconnect folks there's a big disconnect with uh, with policy with the policy makers And the people they make the policy for. People who put them there. In that seat that they're in. Big disconnect. It's not good. It's not looking good. So they're worried about the Safety Act. Well, let me tell you about the Safety Act. Doesn't make me feel any safer. No. What it is, is a... It's a slap on the wrist. For criminals it, it's basically a, a an honored slap on the wrist a time-honored slap on the wrist so we have uh, an election that's starting to heat up a little bit there's a there's a lot of talking a lot of jawing back and forth uh, Chewy garcia and Laura lightfoot in chicago here's a city that's gone by the wayside in my opinion the bear, the Chicago Bears don't even want to be there they're ready to go to Arlington Heights you know a, t- a city's not doing good when their own sports team wants to leave think Oakland? does that ring any bells? yeah not doing too hot actually it's more expensive to live in Oakland than it is in San Francisco because they're trying to get the crime down and that's one way they believe to do it is raise the price on everything you know rent and so on and so forth interest through interest rates too um, to get get the poor into basically poor communities. They don't want poor people in rich communities. They don't want average people in rich communities. They don't want them. So that's what you're starting to see happen across the country. It's not just Oakland and Chicago. It trickles down and it spreads out. It spreads fast, folks. It spreads fast. So there's definitely... A gap. And the gap is. Stemming from. Not necessarily. A wage gap. Not necessarily. Age gap. In the working force. Not necessarily. Even. The gap between men and women in the working force. Because there's over a million men right now. Able bodied that aren't working. Over a million. In this country. There's a report came out. I just read it. Over a million men in this study. And. They're not working. What are they doing? I have no clue. I have no clue. So my whole thing is the country is rapidly changing. But when I hear about people working too much, I think of stress on the medical system. Because you're going to be stressed out And that's going to cause some other issues And that's going to eventually put you in the doctor You got a hernia now, whatever Some people get a kidney stone Because they're so stressed out They don't have a proper diet They have malnutrition Then you have The other hand of people who They just aren't And these were people who they said They're not even looking Like They're not even looking for work Let me tell you why they're not looking for work. It's very, very simple. There ain't anybody hiring them. They're done jumping through hoops. They'd rather be broke and be a bum than have to fight tooth and nail for a couple measly bucks. Just to say, can you come in on Saturday? Just to say, uh, well, so-and-so's been here longer than you, so that's how we dish out the time off. And that's what the workforce has turned into. A seniority basket case. That's what the workforce is turning out to. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. People say they do a hard job. No one asked them to do that job. Didn't ask them to do it. They did it on their own free will. Free country. Free will. Don't forget it. Nope. Not going to pat you on the back for doing something you decided to do. No, because I don't expect anybody to pat me on the back So why would I pat you on the back? That doesn't make any sense to me No, Do you, do what do what you signed up for, that's all You don't have to do anymore I won't, I will not Shit, go above and beyond? Not me Hell no If I clock it for 8 hour shift When it's that 8 hour comes Whatever I got done is done I'm going home, not thinking about that place 10 hour shift 12 hour shift, same thing Try to get me to stay over? Nope it wasn't it. That told you when I when I got hired. I leave when it's time for me to leave, not when the work's done. No, no, no. If I'm here for eight hours, I'm here for eight hours. I'm leaving. Shit didn't get done. Shit didn't get done. When I come back, we'll get it done. No, fuck that. These companies do not care about you. They don't care about your family. And just because you get a paycheck from them, doesn't give them ownership of you. No. You should respect who you work for. Otherwise, go find a different job. But if you do work at a job and you don't really respect how they treat you and you don't like how it is there, you know what to do. You know what to do. Find something else. But right now in this economy, it is tough. And people don't understand that. Especially rich people. A poor person shouldn't ask rich people for advice and a rich person shouldn't ask poor people for advice. You need to ask others of your ilk, in my opinion. Need to ask you need to ask the people closest to you. Because they're gonna have good and the best intentions for you if you built the right support system. You shouldn't have to go social media and go ask rich person. You shouldn't have to pay for a bunch of advice that you're never gonna use and you're gonna forget. No. That shit is all free nowadays. Screw that shit. All these hustlers out here trying to sell you on some advice, trying to show show you how to be an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur. You don't need anybody to show you how to do that. You are that. You did that. That's why you're an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur in training. (laughs) If you're running around a business school and trying to figure out how to run a business. No, you're not going to run a business. You don't have any ideas. You're going to be working for someone else's business. That's the difference. You're going to get a salary. That's where you are at. If you decide to create something, you decide to take a risk, that is when you can make it out. That is when you will overcome, but you got to take the risk, folks. You got to take the risk. So there is some troubling news, like really troubling. Like I read this today and I was really disturbed. I was really, really disturbed. Um You know, the French, French president is at the White House today. That tells me that things aren't that good between uh, our countries right now. There's some issues coming up, and they're trying to work them out. That's what that tells me. But I've been around for a long time, so you know I've seen, seen this happen. So Saturday, I'm watching football, and I had the Florida Gators on, and they end up playing a re- you know they end up playing a really good game or Friday or whatever. So I'm watching them. Played a really good game. Kid, kid even came in and uh he he played a very good game uh the son of former NFL quarterback John Kitna, Jalen Kidna and he played a really good game but this is what I'm about to tell you because I just read this today and uh it, 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 it disturbed me it, I'm, I'm re- like right now I'm so angry I'm just trying to keep it cool that's all. Florida Gators quarterback arrested on horrific charges. Now remember, he's not the starting quarterback. He's a backup quarterback. He came in to play, played good, but that's going to be the last time I believe we see him on the football field. Let me tell you why. According to Sports Illustrated, the Gainesville Police Department executed a search warrant on Kitna's apartment on Wednesday morning. He has been charged with two counts. Distribution of child exploitation material and three counts of possession of child pornography. I have to stop. I have to stop because I'm I'm mad. I'm really mad. My blood is hot right now. Authorities executed a search warrant of Florida QB Jalen Kitten's apartment with cause that it contained evidence of number one child porn and number two distribution of child porn he's been booked in the county jail on child porn charges University of Florida has suspended him indefinitely (sighs) the 19 year old was reportedly arrested this is where it gets even, even creepier here's where it gets even creepier folks A tip came in from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Folks that tells me they were watching him. The tip stated that a Discord user was distributing child sexual abuse material through the online chat platform. This account was connected to Kidna. Here's where the defense will come in and say, well, there's two other people in the apartment. It could have been one of them, right? Neither one of them was arrested. Kidna told the detective that he shared two images that he thought were illegal because he found them online. So here's where this one really, really threw me, like, to the moon to where I wanted to just, I wanted to break something. GPD also says that when they took his phone, his electronic devices, they found another three images of child sexual abuse material. Folks, the the prosecution is going to shred him. The prosecution is gonna shred him. The only thing he has to do now is get right with God because he's gonna need to. He's gonna need he needs, he's gonna need God right now more than he has in his whole entire life. And for you know, Florida Gator fans, do not be ashamed of your football team. I'm gonna tell you that right now. This is the same thing when Darren Sharper was caught doing what doing what he was doing. This is the same thing for the Packers. Don't be ashamed of the team. It's not the team's fault. This is one individual who decided he was above the law. And ended up hurting these kids. No, he didn't physically hurt them. But, but that type of anxiety. Having those type of images out there for a child that's life ruining they will never be right again that is what i am ashamed to know that this person even touched the football field to know that this person even played on an elite collegiate level and he wasted his talent he threw his talent down the drain for nothing for nothing for his own his own personal Whatever it was, whatever he decided that he was going to do. But it's sick, I'm disturbed, and I'm distraught. And the only thing I can do now is puke. There is a recession coming. There is a recession coming. There's a real cold moving in and it's not winter it's not winter January, February are the worst months for the restaurant businesses and look how down they are right now look how bad they're doing right now and then you're telling me their worst months are still ahead folks, this is not good I think people, what they're doing is they're very airheaded they don't understand common sense, they don't understand how the economy works they believe the stock market is the economy, and right there you would be laughed at. You'd be laughed out of economics. You'd be laughed at, because they would say the stock market is not even a reflection of the economy. It's 8% to 12% on a good day of the economy. It's not even a quarter. I mean, folks, no. Let's get real. That That is designed for people who are trying to get rich quick, and it doesn't necessary it doesn't work does it they're not getting rich quick are they now nah. all those instagram pages all those facebook pages and they're standing with their rental lamborghini and they're rented you know <laughs> lamborghini Murcielago. they gotta have the ferrari everybody thinks they're so cool you know it's just a rented car that's all it is and they took some pictures with it and they're gonna play like they're big time. No, they're not. Bunch of paid followers just to lure you in so they can sell you some bullshit. No, I'm not going to fall for your tai Lopez scam. No, thanks. Nope, I'm good on that. If something's good, you don't need to sell me on it. I'm going to be coming to get it. It's different if I don't know what it is. But if I don't know what it is, why do I need it? Oh, you're going to sell me on it. See, that's exactly what these things do and what these pages are designed for. No, right now, uh, what I wanted to talk about, too, is NBA. I don't know one person right now that's watching NBA, like actively watching. I see people gambling on it, but those are the degenerates. Of course, they're gambling on it fucking like one of the only things to gamble on. You know, football's not every day. But no, gambling on basketball is a waste of time, waste of effort, and a waste of money. And I see people giving out picks for basketball automatically not interested. That's, there's no solid strategy for that. There's no solid strategy for that. Nope, you're just guessing every time. There's no style strategy. No matter what the data shows, it doesn't matter. Because I'm telling you right now, you're going to go to bed on that team. And that day, they're going to decide they're going to take the day off. And that's basketball. They play so many games, they take games off. No, I'm not into sports like that. No. I used to be really big into basketball, but I'm not anymore. Just for the simple fact that they don't, they don't play hard until it actually matters. Until their season's on the line. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Baseball's the same way. You won't see me watching that shit. Nope. And I do think that sports like baseball and basketball will be smaller scale. Like, you're not; they're not going to be taking up the TV time the way they are in the future. I think people are more inclined to watch shows and even live concerts. I think that's where it's headed. And before COVID, before COVID happened, attendance for football, like basketball games and, and just sporting events was down so bad that concerts were just outperforming them and it wasn't even close once the COVID shakes off finally it will get back to that the concerts will be dominating the sporting events will take a back seat again until eventually they have to make changes and that means a lot of them will not be on TV which is fine with me because a lot of it's shit you know what I mean? So it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch that. And they'll be lucky to pull a million viewers. You know, They'll be lucky to pull that. On any given night, NBA is not pulling that for every game. One game, maybe if it's a big game, ESPN or on the NBA network, it'll get a million people. Normally, no. No. And they have half the crowd of a, of a college football game and an NBA game. Come on now. No. It's not sustainable for the future because people are moving on to other things but that's something they have to figure out because I'll tell you right now I, I wouldn't miss it if, if they stopped playing basketball today if the NBA was done today I would not miss it I would not no because I've seen it I've been there seen it okay it's, it's whatever if MLBs decided today they were done playing baseball fine with me cool the only one I'd be disappointed about was football be the only one I'm disappointed about if they stopped anything else that came hockey okay whatever don't care no, football fighting that's where I'm at now if it's not that I'm not interested I got too much going on I can't I can't be spread out on, on sports and shit no nah. forget that shit so the recession is looming. Little- over our heads some people say we're in a recession some people say we're recovering I'm looking at what are the people saying with some of the most money in this country they're saying a fucking recession's coming I think those people know and the reason I think they know is because they have a lot of money on the line and they're saying hey I'm looking at my numbers every day it's not good yeah I'm going to be pretty inclined to believe that guy Especially if I could see his numbers and say, "Yeah, you're right. That shouldn't look like that." Yeah, we have a recession coming. You have crypto collapsing all over the place. FTX, down, cracking, fizzling out. All these other exchanges looking like, "When is our turn? When do we step up and say, 'Fucking, we're, we're done.'" NFT marketplace, what a what that was built on bullshit. Wasn't that built on bullshit? They all want you to link their... Your wallet. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, link your wallet. That's a good idea. Link your crypto wallet. That'll not backfire. You go and dump all your money into these little exchanges and think... It's just some fucking nerdy people running it. Waiting for the opportunity to say... Okay, we gotta file bankruptcy. Bye. Oh, thanks. Can I please have my money back? <laughs> people are fucking hilarious. They said, look, look how Robin Hood is so quiet right now. You notice that? Like Robinhood, you're not hearing a fucking peep. Their stock's like a couple bucks. Like they're fucking going downhill fast. And then all these people were so against them, especially the crypto people. Like, oh you don't wanna be on Robin Hood, you don't wanna be on there. Oh yeah. Better better check what's in your backyard. Looks like FTX. <laughs> Looks like Kraken. Looks like Celsius network. Yeah, your backyard needs some cleaning up, brother. Yeah. Don't worry about my backyard, don't worry about yours. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Here's you know, all these people trying to pump up the crypto to me and trying to talk it up to me, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. And I made some money on it, and put it on my taxes, and I did it all legit. But I had a feeling this is just pie in the sky because it's not. Most of it's not based on anything. It's just a made-up token. They just basically a piece of paper. Basically, someone holds up a piece of paper and says it's worth something, and we all believe it's worth something. Okay, it's worth something. They, hold, they put up a coin. They say it's worth this much. If we all agree it's worth that much, we invest in it. That is all it is. It's not any deeper than that. If it's any deeper than that, it's because it has a protocol. But the protocol is not what you're investing in. You're investing on the face. You're investing on the name. If you get involved with some of the other elements of the actual crypto, that's good. None of them are as lucrative as just running up the coin itself for the face value of it. None of them are as more lucrative. Actually, they're more taxing and more work and more time consuming. Um, And even worse for the environment than just putting some money on the coin and letting it run up and then taking your money and being done with it. Everybody's so worried about the environment, right? so worried I think it's hilarious it'd be the most liberal democrat areas with all the pollution we're worried about the environment we got a town over here it's run by the democrats they got the area over there uh, in Bradley it's called Poop Hill why is it called Poop Hill because it smells like shit why does it smell like shit pollution oh no it's the waste treatment center but no it's pollution is what it is and then you have uh, another place right in the fucking middle of town. Just smack dab in the middle, big fucking factory just pumping out fumes. Everybody breathing it in, just going about their business. Just going about their business. It'd be the most liberal Democrat towns that have the most pollution. Promise you that. You'll see, when you start to get around, you'll start to see what's really going on out there. It's a bunch of bullshit on the news that people feed into because they're too addicted to their phones. They can't put their phones down to do shit. That's why you got a million guys not working. We got a million folks sitting around playing thumb war because they don't know shit else. They don't want any skills. They don't want to do better. That's all it is. If they want to do better, they will. It's the bottom line opportunities there, education's there most of shit's free, just need an internet connection that may be where you're hung up on if that is the case I'm understanding very understanding, I know what it's like to not have internet, I know what it's like to not have um, a video game, or or have any type of leisure, I know what it's like, don't remind me please don't remind me please don't, I know I, I know too well, that's the problem that's why I don't Minded. No, fuck that. Never going back to that. But we have a lot of people that, you know. Let me put it this way. i me put it this way. We'll, we'll move on to some wrestling talk, and I'll wrap up the show for you. You know, maybe I can talk a little football if you want. If you want me to, and we got football tonight. I'll leave you with this good line though before I start the next segment. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is not everybody. But this is what I've learned in in almost 30 years of being here. Most sociopaths hide as victims. They hide as victims. They're going to live in victimville. You can call it victimhood. They're going to live in victimhood not me i'm rising above every day i'm not worried about an oppressor any day i'm not worried about the opposition any day why because god's on my side because god's got my back because no matter how grim it looks and it looks grim right now folks it looks grim the democrats are going to try to jam through as much as they can before they're they're done and the republicans take the house over and then we have to wait and see how this is going to play out with herschel walker in the senate moving into next year to see how the Senate's going to be aligned. You know, the Democrats are banking on Warnock to win down there in Georgia in that, in that runoff. I'm not so cert- certain he's going to win. You know, Herschel Walker... I'm going to just say it. He's the best football player in Georgia that's ever come out of Georgia. If you don't put him in as a senator... Uh, that's that's not good. That's not that's that's not a good look for your state. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. And I'm not I'm not you know you know how I feel about Warnock. You go back to my podcast in the past and listen. Don't like the guy. Don't trust him. Don't think he's honorable. No, no, I don't. I don't. In my opinion, I think he's a little rascal. That's what I think he is. That he's a little rascal. That's literally what the name I give him. I think uh, that Warnock dude. I think he's a little rascal. I think that's what he is and I think Herschel Walker he's not the you know he's not like he, like he's well-spoken but he's not the most like he doesn't paint the picture he's not very vivid with his words he's very straightforward I think a lot of people in Georgia like that I think they do I think they're tired of people trying to give them the ooh and the ah and hit them with the smooth jazz I think they want a little rock and roll down there in Georgia am I wrong I think they want Herschel Walker bring a little rock and roll down to Georgia. That's what I think. I think you're getting too soft with that Warnock guy. I think you're getting soft on me, Georgia. Come on now. So I'm playing with you again. And I feel like I'm doing this every couple years with Georgia. You hillbillies don't listen. I love you, but you hillbillies do not listen to me. Let's see if we can get this right. Vote for Herschel Walker. Because he's a good guy. Not because Warnock is a little rascal. Not because he gets up there like the preacher man. He's going to try to jam the Bible down your throat. No, 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 no. Vote for for Walker. Vote for Walker, not Warnock. Put a winner in there. Warnock's not going to give you any victories. What victories can you get out of him? None. That's a bunch of fluff. Herschel Walker's brought you victories. Come on now. Come on, Georgia, know your know your history. Know your past. Jeez. Pick up a history book for Pete's sakes. What are you reading down there? Ah. I blame mostly I blame Atlanta because it seems like that's where the Democrat votes are coming from. And people are like, oh, you know how that is in Atlanta. No, what that is are probably old senior citizens who think that the Republicans are gonna take away their, their social security. That's what they think. They're misled. And they believe they believe a lie. That's the problem. They're believing too many lies. Need to get outside of their comfort zone a little bit. And I respect my elders, I really do, but you know what? I have to I have, I can't hold my peace. I gotta speak my peace. No. The time for holding our peace is done. We tried that. That didn't do shit. That didn't work. Fuck out of here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna try to do like an hour show, I guess. Come back, talk a little bit of wrestling, what I like from Survivor series war games, talk about NFL tonight, kind of run through what I like about Sunday, just give you guys a good power pack show for Thursday. I mean, why not? Why not? Be right back. wanted to talk about survivor series not so much raw from monday because let's just be real it was a snoozer like raw on monday was one of the most boring raws i've watched this year i was hella bored hella bored on raw um so we have let's start with survivor series War games because it was good that was five stars no doubt i really liked it um Roman Reigns. Well, let's start with. How do I want to do? Let's start with Bianca Belair, Alexa Bil- Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and Becky Lynch. Okay, it's a lot. It's a lot. Versus Bailey, damage control with Dakota Kai and Sky. Then Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. I like the match. I like the idea. The two rings, all that. It's all cool. Didn't have a problem with it. I thought overall the match was a success because your Raw wins champion came out on top. Um, But you had a lot of talent in the ring at one time, and I think that they handled it well. I think they did about as good as they could have done with that match. Uh, the, the match is four out of five stars for that match. It was good. Bianca went through some some things in the match to make her look like not immortal, but she still came out on top. Uh, you got to see Rhea in, involved in the mix in an actual wrestling environment, um, and and they did a good job on kind of handling how it flowed, how they were each coming to the rings at different times and stuff like that. So that was good. Then you have AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, and. You know, what was so weird is nobody from the Judgment Day um, won at Survivor Series. And I thought that was so odd. After all that building up they did for the Judgment Day, nobody out of the Judgment Day won. AJ Styles beats Finn Balor. These two have known each other their whole careers, is to the best of my knowledge. Now... I like AJ Styles a lot. I remember AJ Styles' TNA days, you know, turned to Impact Wrestling. But I do remember, you know, Total Nonstop Action, AJ Styles. Finn Baylor, I I really know him from WWE. And uh I thought he was gonna win that match. And uh AJ Styles ends up winning in a really good match. I mean Finn Baylor sold sold his his uh his injury well. AJ flowed really well and uh, there, there was some good flow wrestling going on and I, I, I enjoyed it and um, there's also some some extra controversy going on and some some outside curriculars that were taking place so I mean it was a good match really good um, So I' would say you know same thing four out of five stars for that match. The only match that wasn't a good like a really great match was the Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi match that was the I could have did without I feel like number one and I'm going to be honest as possible but also fair Ronda Rousey's gotten a lot better she's good for the brand because she brings that name awareness to the brand that they need but the problem she has is that the fans are not on her side and She's better off being the heel, you know. Remember, she came out with the with Roddy Roddy Piper's gimmick, which that doesn't get done. Like people don't take other people's gimmicks in the business. That's against the the rule. You you let people have their own gimmicks. You don't try to copy anybody else's thing, you know, or even try to make it appear like you copied anybody else's thing. She flat out took Roddy Roddy Piper's gimmick, so I wasn't a fan of that at all. I think she needed to come in with her own style her own badass mentality. Hey, I was an MMA fighter, a cage fighter. I got in there and did this. You know why do you need Roddy Roddy Piper for. I guess you need his blessing to do the gimmick and all that, but other than that, it was, it was just the way she came into the business, I didn't I wasn't a fan of So she's around. She does the thing with Charlotte Flair for a while. They get sick of it. And then they say, you know, Charlotte's got her own thing going on. She's not on TV that much and you know Rhonda wants to be on TV a lot right now. She went through a couple, you know, they did some skits with her and everything like that. Nothing that good. Nothing was. that. It was all pretty lame. So then she gets this magic and Shotzi. Everybody likes Shotzi. So if Shotzi loses, I understand because Ronda's the heel. I understand. But to lose and not even get put over because the match wasn't that good. Rhonda did had some botches. I could tell she's not working uh on her game like a lot of the other women are just by the way she moves in the ring. And I think she's very comfortable and that's not good. I feel like whenever you're comfortable at the business, then that's when it starts to unravel a little bit. And she had some botches in that match and end up you know people are calling on her to be fired. I'm not saying all that. I don't want her to be fired. I like her on I told you, I think she's good for the brand. That was my first my premise of my statement. Then I had to get brutally honest and say, I don't think she's taking it serious. I don't. And I think Shotzi is. And I think the timing was right to put Shotzi over and let her be Ronda. Because Ronda, no one's going to miss her as the champion. Unfortunately, it's just the truth. No one's going to miss Ronda Rousey as the champion. So I do think it was time for Shotzi to get it, you know, get her chance and stuff. But they didn't allow that to happen. Um, So I think I think it kind of is what it is at this point. But I I do think that in the future Shotzi's going to get another shot at this. And it's just going to happen different. We'll see how SmackDown turns out. But we didn't get any clarity on Raw. I didn't think we would. Uh, Austin Theory quickly has rose to the top. He went up against Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. Realistically, I didn't expect Seth to lose the belt at Survivor Series. I didn't think he would lose it there. But I also know that when belts change hands, they usually do it at a pay-per-view. Not on Raw or SmackDown. It's usually at a pay-per-view when the belt changes hands. So it changed hands here. Theory ends up winning. He put on a good display. He showed off all his skill set. You know, you got glimpses, you got flashes of brilliance from Seth Rollins. Really powerful move set from Bobby Lashley, and then Austin Theory comes in and shows you what he can do. He ends up winning the title. They built him up for this title; it was his time to get it. Now we'll see what he does with it. But the United States title—way more excitement around than the uh, the the World Championship. The. That Roman Reigns is walking around with There's no excitement around that belt None Like you have the bloodline And they're forced down our throat every week Every week they're forced down our throat They even brought in Solo Sakai Because it was so boring That's why they brought in Solo Sakai you think if it was going great and going good They'd bring in Solo Sakai? No They brought in Solo Sakoa because Of the simple fact that it's boring And people are tuning out and they think if they throw, inject a new guy into the mix, here we go. Now we have some fun. Sami Zayn's keeping that whole thing going and interesting. If it's not for Sami Zayn, there is no, like, laughter. There's no nothing funny happening. And you're just, like, it's too serious. So they need Sami Zayn really bad more than they actually think. But here's the thing. You got a guy walking around with the belt who says he's the best, says he's the best, says he's the best. Rarely ever defends the belt. Like, it's rare now to see Roman in a match. So, it was very rare to see him in this type of match where he's not even defending the belt. Guys, got the champions not even defending the belt at Survivor Series. And no one said a word about it until now. And I said it. He's got the Usos. He's got Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn. I mean, come on now. Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch. And they couldn't beat this group. So I guess we know who the dominant group is in the WWE if we didn't know already. So please get the bloodline some real challenge here because this is crazy to me. How we see these guys week after week. And it's not moving anywhere. They're just like this group of guys is just hanging out. And they just kind of pick who they're going to fight. And Roman keeps the belt. And it's it's every time. So, you know, we've seen a lot of different things happen with Survivor Series in the past. I do think it was a five-star Survivor Series because I was entertained. But I'm just bored of the bloodline, basically. Like, I'm just bored of the group. Just I'm over them. It's whatever to me. I think those guys are better off in indie. You know what I mean? Like Roman Reigns doing Roman Reigns. The Usos being the Usos. And Sol being Sol And even Sami Zayn being Sami Zayn. But to lump them all together, I'm understanding a little bit more that this is for scheduling purposes. This is for time slots. This is for a lot more than we know as just a general fan. There's a lot going on behind the scenes we do not know. And it's hard for us to really speak on because we don't know. But I can see what's happening on TV, and I can tell you that yeah, people are gonna get bored with that very, and they are, they are, they're gonna get bored with that. Um, AW Dynamite last night was entertaining. WWE NXT on Tuesday, really good. Raw was boring though, like two stars, man. Get get better, get get better booking. That was not good. It was and the fan, the crowd was not in it. Go back and watch. Go back and watch. Crowd was not in it. NXT crowd was louder. Uh, Dynamite crowd was louder. The problem with Dynamite that I had with it was it went overboard on promos last night, way overboard. I get MJF is gonna do his bit. Went on too long. Went on too long. He was running out. He was he was actually losing track of what he was saying. I could tell. I, I I'm speaking. I know when I'm losing track of what I'm saying. He was losing track of what he was saying. He made it sound like they were going out of business. To, to a layman. To a layman I mean, he basically said, you know, when the bidding war comes 2024, blah, 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 I'm looking for so-and-so. What does that mean? Does it mean your company not going to be around that? Something wasn't right with what he was saying. He was letting it have out. He said he wasn't waiting around for Tony Khan. And MJF does talk up WWE superstars a lot. I'm not gonna be surprised. They just built this guy up now and he he goes and sees a bigger bag and leaves. Not gonna be surprised. Uh AW, if they can continue to sign talent, that's great. But you gotta sign talent people wanna watch. That's the difference between signing talent and signing talent people wanna watch. So that's where they're gonna have an issue. So uh, yeah, Dynamite was okay. NXT has been the best wrestling event this week besides Survivor Series, but that was last week. So This week, it's been NXT. They did a really good job. The people that should be getting matches are getting matches on NXT, in my opinion. Uh, so, we'll go ahead and move on to My NFL picks for this week. I'm going to give you a head-to-head winner this week. Thanks for, for tuning in. I'm going to bless you with this here. And we have a big week of football right here. I'll be right back after this. Let's start with... 7:15 lock for tonight. Buffalo Bills versus New England Patriots. Patriots are at home. Very cold, um, but it, but it's good. Fo- it's good football weather. Uh, give me the Bills because their offense is really good, and the Patriots' offense stalls out way too much. They stall out too much. You can't be punting against the Bills and expect to win. So, give me the Bills on that one. Uh, it'll be close in early, but the Bills are going to pull away at the end. So if you've got to take it, Patriots fans, sell that shit. Sell it to a Bills fan. Pittsburgh Steelers versus Atlanta Falcons. Uh, first game on Sunday at noon. Well, if that's how I'm going to go in order from noon to 3 until Sunday night until Monday night. So, Steelers-Falcons. Steelers are 4-7 and seven on the year. Falcons are 5-7 and seven on the year. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I know we're seeing the Steelers some improvements. Uh, I do believe that the Steelers have, you know, an opportunity to still redeem their season. But I think you have an Atlanta Falcons team that's very hungry. That's very capable. And all they need is a few sustainable drives to beat the Steelers. I'm sorry to say it that way, but that's my opinion. I do believe that. I do believe that. You need a couple good drives. Get some points and you can beat the Steelers because their offense is not good. They have a terrible offense. Great defense. Great defense, but it's not going to be enough. I mean the Falcons. Then we get my favorite game, uh, Green Bay Packers for Chicago Bears. And these are just two banged up teams. These are two hurt teams. Uh, I like the Packers. They're, you know, I'm a homer for them. Uh 4-8 on the year. Bears are 3-9 on the year. Bears are done as far as the playoffs go. Packers still have a a wild card shot, but they have to win out. And I think this is a good game to begin that. I think we will get Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to go. And I don't think the Bears will get Justin Fields. So it makes me even more lean toward the Packers. Jacksonville Jaguars versus Detroit Lions. I know a lot of people are going to jump on the Lions this week. 4-7 Four and seventeen, they need to keep winning. Jacksonville Jaguars, four and seventeen. I'm gonna be real with you: the Lions are not as good as advertised. They're a four and seventeen. That's who they are. The Jaguars, four and seventeen. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Their defense has stepped up. Last year's Jaguars defense couldn't stop anybody. Couldn't stop a runaway trash can rolling down a hill. Couldn't. Couldn't. This year they can. This year they can. And the Lions' offense is very rudimentary. They want a power run. They want to spread the ball out, very thin. A couple guys making catches. That's not going to do it. Jaguars are going to soak that one up. They're going to get that one in Detroit. They're going to. They're going to take that one from the Lions, in my opinion. Then you get. 74 Jets team that completely fell apart. I mean, I can't believe these guys beat the Green Bay Packers and and then after that they went downhill. Wow. They jinxed themselves. Minnesota Vikings are 9-2. Everything going right for them right now. They're going to win this game. They're going to blow the doors off the Jets. And they're at home. The Vikings are not going to lose at home, folks. Washington Commanders versus New York Giants. Go back to NFL Week 5 of this year. On my Instagram. Instagram.com slash HeavyPA15. Again, it's Instagram.com slash HeavyPA15. Just go heavypa 815 on Instagram. Okay? I have a reel for NFL Week 5. It's got over 11,000 views. You know what it says? It's one good thing about each NFL team. That this season... Everything I said in that video is holding up. I said the Washington Commanders are the true dark horse of this league. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I said it based on the team. I didn't say it based on the quarterback. I didn't say it based on the defense. I didn't say it based on the coach. I said based on the team. They're a dark horse. There's something about them. There's something about that team. I don't know what it is, but when I watch them, they play with a fire. Player, they play with a fire in their, in the, in their belly. That's, there's something about them. I'm telling you, look out. A little bit like the Rams last year. Rams this year, bad. They're, they're not going to the playoffs. Rams last year, Super Bowl champs, baby. What do you mean? So, yeah, Washington Commanders are the dark horse. They're playing against a Giants team who is also same thing as the Jets. They've been jinxed. They've been cursed by the New York media. They have. They have. There's no other explanation that both New York teams could fall apart at the same exact time. It's a jinx. It's, it, they're cursed. They need to get right with the Lord. The media did what did them wrong. The fourth estate. The Washington Commanders. They're going to beat the Giants. On the Giants home field in the Meadowlands. Now is, there's a little bit of a ghost out there in the Middlelands. So you got to be careful what you do. But it's not going to stop the the Commanders. They're going to take a commanding lead and go ahead and win that game. Both teams looking to keep pace in the NFC East, by the way, because you got the Eagles and the Cowboys in the in the same division. But yeah, give me the Commanders there. They're they're going to be hungrier for that. I'm surprised people are on the Giants as much as they are, not not understanding that they're falling apart. I can't believe it. The Titans versus the Eagles. 7-4 Tennessee Titans. Fake, phony record. Phony. The 10-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Fake, phony record. Phony. Played. The Eagles have every team they have beat was banged up, hurt, big starters out, bad defenses. They haven't beat a real good team. One good team they played that was that was good. They lost. Tennessee Titans seven and four. They're not going to beat the Eagles. Eagles are at home. The crowd is raucous. Even though, man, when when the Eagles the Eagles fans get quiet when something happens, like when when something doesn't go their way, they get silent. That's not good. You need to get loud. Tennessee Titans. Are not going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Tennessee's going to come up in there, dragging their feet. Uh, Woes me, Tannehill, defense, Jeffrey Simmons. It's not going to matter. The Eagles are going to douse them. Going to throw the Gatorade on the sideline because they're not winning nothing. They're going to give them a little sprinkle, a little taste of what victory tastes like. And the ten and one Eagles. Here's the thing. That one loss makes them a better team let me tell you why because they've experienced defeat they're not undefeated running around saying they're undefeated or thinking about loot the next loss they're gonna they've already lost a game so they're not undefeated they're just a football team that's been able to get by the other teams because the other teams have been banged up and not together and there's so many different there's so many new coordinators this year there's so many new players this year um, that have changed teams the eagles are just they're They're capitalizing on it. I'm not mad at them. They're doing the right thing. But to say that these guys are the number one team, no, I don't think the Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. I think their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, I think he will be the MVP because he's earned it this far. But I I think the Eagles are going to be one of those teams that we all get really excited about, and then they go to the playoffs and they get bounced in their first game they play. I think that's what they're looking at. And the reason I think that, I think their running game is suspect. I think that they've been able to manipulate our eyes a little bit with Miles Sanders. I don't think he's that good. I don't. I don't believe he's that good at all. I believe that when the when the defense really buckles down and really steps up, he's going to find out that it's that that's – we're going to all find out that that's all pie in the sky. Give me the Eagles against the Titans. Broncos uh, versus the Baltimore Ravens. In Baltimore, but – That's not a that's not a smash win for the Ravens. Did you watch the Ravens last game? You didn't. So let me tell you, they look like shit. They look like flat out shit. And uh, the Broncos are terrible. Absolutely, Russell Wilson, their quarterback, has the worst statistically is the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. Not even close. Not even close. Worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now is Russell Wilson. He is awful this year. That dude is terrible this year. He hustled he fleeced these Broncos out of this money. I'm laughing at the Broncos fans. They thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. They got the coordinator. They were also Broncos fans, you're so ignorant. You're so stupid. You believe any little thing the news tells you, don't you? Idiots. Good luck. You're three and eight Broncos. Coming up to Baltimore, it's not the cold that they're going to be worried about because it gets cold in Denver. It's not the cold. It's the fact that the Broncos are going to struggle against a Ravens defense that is still good, still a good Ravens defense, better than average. And the Baltimore Ravens will do one thing that will keep the Broncos off balance, and that is Lamar Jackson will run the football because the receivers aren't getting it done for him. And even the ground game is is suspect for the Ravens, but if you got Lamar Jackson running the ball, you got a chance. Let's see. So we got yeah, 74 Ravens against the Broncos. Give me the give me the Ravens. Then we got an interesting game where the Cleveland Browns play the Houston Texans, and here's why the Houston Texans have a chance because they have nothing to lose. They have one win nine losses in one tie ugliest record in football and they don't they don't play that bad they don't they really don't play that bad what had happened with them was they end up starting the year off with a coach who's not a good coach okay that was number one I told—I kept telling one of my friends who's a Texas fan I kept saying that coach is no good that coach is no good no good and uh, what, what happens they're one nine and one yeah, he's no good. Let's let's face it. Let's face it. Coach sucks. So they made some changes. They put a different quarterback in because their starting quarterback if you're if you're going to lose that many games, you can't play starting quarterback. That's the bottom line. So in the NFL it's not going to work. In college, they might keep you around because if a guy gets hurt, but in the NFL, you're not you're done. They're they're sitting you down. So Bench him, bring a new quarterback. He played pretty good, actually, at the end of the game. Almost came back and beat the Dolphins. It was a chance there. They had a chance. But this week, here's the Cleveland Browns' best running back in football, in my opinion, Nick Chubb. A quarterback no one shows any respect to, who I have on one of my Instagram reels. I shouted him out. I talked about how good this guy was and how he's coming into his own. And I think the Cleveland Browns go down there with Jacoby Brissett leading that offense. Who's not afraid to sling it around. He's not afraid. He's not. He's going to go down there and get them a win. Houston Texans have not. I don't think they've won a game on their home field. They won't this week. They will not this week. Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, That's the first 3 o'clock game. 3.05 p.m. Lock. Uh, Seattle Seahawks 6 and 5 against the Los Angeles Rams. 3 and 8. Rams have shipped everybody off. That's any good. Uh, I don't think Aaron Donald's even going to play. Uh, no point. You're three and eight. You have no chance to make the playoffs. Uh, you might as well rest some of your starters at this point and build for next year. Then the Seattle Seahawks are uh, six and five. They look pretty good. Um, defense is is together. Uh, the receivers always going to be a threat on that Seahawks team this year. They're, they have really good receivers. Lockett, uh, Metcalf. I mean, they they have some talent. Um, the problem they have is if they can't run the ball, they're not going to go far. Because the, the Geno Smith's not going to be a quarterback that's going to sit back there throw the ball 30 to 40 times and win you the game. He's a quarterback probably going to throw 16 to 20 times and rely on a lot of other things to happen. He's a good quarterback. Not great, but he's good. He's good for He's a good fit for them right now. Um... So Seattle Seahawks 6-5. <clears throat> they're going to go into Los Angeles and win. They don't got to go that far. They're going, to, they're going to nice weather. They're going to beautiful scenery. And they have a winning record. And they're hungry. They're hungry. Give me the Seahawks. Dolphins versus Niners. Here's the game of the week, in my opinion. This is the game of the week. and uh, It's tough. It's tough, but I think the Dolphins are a little bit more banged up than we want to believe. I think that Tua's a quarterback to me that I look at that guy and say, one good hit, he's out of there, brother. I'm sorry to say that. I'm sorry to put it in those words, but I don't know how else to tell you people. He is one good hit away from being out for the year. And the 49ers' defense is good. So, and they've gotten better over these last few weeks. These last four weeks, they've really improved. And their offense is still suspect, but when they get going, they don't stop. So, that's what the Dolphins have to worry about. Now, what the Dolphins will do in this game, as long as two is playing, is keep the 49ers defense off balance. So, as long as two is in there, it'll be close. You know, I like the 49ers to win. Um... Because I do think that they are the better team right now. 7 4, 49ers against the 8 3 Dolphins. I'm not paying attention to the record. I'm just looking at the teams. And I'm saying the 49ers are the better team right now. Then we go to Sunday, 325. Still Sunday, but 325. And you have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Here are the Chiefs, 9 2, versus the Bengals, 7 4. The Bengals just won a game against the Titans, who have really good defense. Um, like I told you, you know, the problem that I have with Titans is they're a little bit of a fake record there, seven and four. I mean, they've, they've got some wins that they, they shouldn't have, but it, it, they do have them, so it is what it is. But the Kansas City Chiefs have played a lot of games at home, and they got really comfortable and when they get on the road and we've already seen it once this year they have a little bit of issues and it's not going to get any easier in cincinnati it's not going to get any easier when you have joe burrow who's lighting it up right now it really is the bengal's running game is going to be their downfall it's going to be their downfall but it's okay they I made mean, it to super bowl last year with a subpar running game so this year, right now, it's not even that the Bengals are a better team than the Chiefs. It's that I think the Chiefs are too comfortable. And I think they're going to be too cautious against the Bengals. And I think the Bengals being at home again, um, having another opportunity to play on their home field, and now you're playing another good team in the Chiefs. I think this is a team that's fired up, ready to play. I'm not going to go against the Bengals this week. I am going to go with the Bengals to win that we have the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, 325 kickoff locks Sunday. Okay folks, here we go. This is this might be the toughest one to pick because the Raiders are are starting to peak a little bit, but I don't trust them. I think their defense is bad. I think that they are, their run game is not non existent at some times. And I think that Derek Carr is careless with the football. I think he's careless. I think he's a gunslinger. Like a Rich Gannon type, and he just wants to whip the ball downfield. He's not really caring where it's going. You have Los Angeles Chargers. Way better team. Way more complete team. But they're still beatable. They folks, they have five losses. They're beatable. So six and five Chargers take on the four and seven Las Vegas Raiders. But this game is played on a good field. Nice weather. And the Chargers aren't going far to play this game, Give me the Chargers. Herbert ends up taking that one. It'll be a good one, though. Then you get Sunday night, which you get the Cowboys. I'm not really big on watching them because they kind of bore me. And then you get the Indianapolis Colts. You got a 4-7-1 Colts team taking on a 8-3 Cowboys team. I'm not on this Cowboys bandwagon. And the reason I'm not is because when, when a team wants to... When a team is able to assert them their will, the Cowboys lose. The Cowboys have this, this good defense you keep hearing about. Yeah, okay, well, who, who, who did that defense really stop? Because they have three losses all against teams that were just slinging the ball around. One of them being the Packers. So the Cowboys have some losses to teams with losing records face it. Here comes a team with a losing record, the Indianapolis Colts. They got nothing to lose. They're 4-7-1 and their head coach is a uh, was just a player a couple years ago. Jeff Saturday. He's a good player too. Yeah, he played for the Colts. He played for the Packers. You know, a lot of people forgot that. He did play for the Packers. Um, he did a good job. But the thing about the Colts is I'm really, really worried about them traveling. I'm really worried about how they look outside of the Dome. So, I think that in this particular game, with possible roof overhead down there in Dallas, I think they'll have the roof overhead. I'm going to go with the Colts just because I think the Cowboys are overlooking this team. I think they see this guy as their record, 4-7-1. They're not that good. Who's their quarterback? Ah, uh, man, he's nobody. Matt Ryan, what's he done? Just had a couple good seasons. Had some good seasons. Great regular season quarterback. Get to the playoffs. He's gone. Going home. Bye-bye. So they're not worried about the Colts, and I think the Colts come in with that, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and uh, a little bit more fight. Cowboys are going to be taken back in that one, and they're they're going to be humbled a little bit, in my opinion. That's that's what I think is going to happen. It doesn't always play out that way on game day, but that's how I think it's going to play out. So then we have last pick for you, and then I'll head out. I'll be hitting you up on Instagram tomorrow with my real four UFC picks for this week. After the weigh-ins and everything, I'll give you the UFC picks on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash heavypa15. Make sure you're followed. Um. New Orleans Saints 4-6 versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers 5-6. Or no, excuse me. New Orleans Saints 4 and 8 versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers 5 and 6. My bad. So the Saints are kind of just out there going through the motions right now. They know their season's done. It's in the tubes. Um even if they were to win this game, still no no, I have no faith in them to do much. The Buccaneers I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I find that team to be very odd. I just find it to be odd. I think you have a bunch of a bunch of players, but not really a team. And that's weird for me to say with Tom Brady on the team. I don't think they're playing together. I think you got a bunch of guys on a team that are pretty talented. But I think they're talented enough to beat the Saints, who are traveling here. And Tampa Bay's been winning on their home field. Give me Tampa Bay to win. Total points, 49 points will be scored in that game. Buccaneers win. So there's my picks for you for NFL Week 13. 15 picks. You got them all. You can enjoy the rest of your day. And I do have a winning record. So I don't just talk to talk. I back it up, folks. So, everybody wants a hidden gem, right? You stayed, you hung around, you listened to what I had to say for the hidden gem. That's what you did it for. You didn't do it for me. Oh, you did do it for me? I appreciate you. So, I'm going to give you a hidden gem. Why not? <clears throat> Everybody's good to me. God is good. I'll give you a good movie to watch you haven't seen, you're going to like it. Here's a good one. It's called The Kitchen. Watch The Kitchen. Uh, I believe Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Isn't that? Make sure. Yep. There she is. Tiffany Haddish too. Great movie. The Kitchen. Watch it. You'll love it. Tell me about it. Tell me how you liked it. Ladies and gentlemen. It's an honor. I wear the podcast as a badge of honor. I am the undisputed podcast champion if there was a podcast belt that's my belt you know MJF's to hold up the triple b i'm the triple p baby that's right i'm the triple p that's right mjf don't want no smoke ladies and gentlemen just like the hands of time i'm turning it over to you good night and god bless